Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Series Finale Podcast, the only podcast where three comedians watch the final episode of a show they've never even seen. I'm Zach. I'm Jack. And I'm John Paul. And ladies, have a seat. Fellas, sit down. Anyone who doesn't identify as either of those, sit down. (laughs) Now... If there's one fella standing up, that's the show we did this week. It's a Tim Allen hit called Last Man Standing. And now some of you might be saying, hold on, is that even over? Is this really serious now? And some of you might even have said, hold on, didn't Zach say suggest Last Man Standing maybe four or five months ago and John Paul said it's not over yet? What changed? Did the show end? No, but John Paul selected Last Man Standing this week, so we did not quite watch a finale, but we did watch Season 9, Episode 17 of Last Man Standing. Some people would call this Season Finale, the podcast. (laughs) This is true. I did mistakenly suggest Last Man Standing, thinking it had had its final episode, so now it's the trifecta. All three of us mistakenly have suggested the show in the past. <laughs> and, now I was the, and I was the one that, you know, suggested it last and it was decided we would do it, even though I did even though I did realize my error pretty within like twenty six hours. Mm-hmm. And I had already watched it at that point and figured, you know what, let's just keep let's keep it rolling. Keep. I hadn't watched it, but I've been wanting to watch it as you evidenced by the fact that I previously suggested it. So I just used it as an excuse to watch the program. <laughs> you just were excited to watch the the uh, the 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 adventures of Mike and Outdoor Man. Yeah. Do you John Paul, was it uh, did you just get come on the screen of your computer then it changed season <laughs> into series because you were oh. looking at photos of Tim Allen with his shirt off? <laughs> I was I was uh I was looking at stuff on up, up about Tim Allen on the internet but it was mostly about uh his cocaine arrest for and his snitching turning state's evidence. So he's sort of the Tim Allen's sort of the original uh who's 69. What's that? Oh, he's the name? new he's the original Takeshi 69. <laughs> yeah, he's the original Takeshi. <laughs> I didn't, he is I didn't, kind of the original Takeshi Six Nine. I would like to see competing documentaries come out about Tim Allen on Hulu <laughs> and maybe Quibi or something. Well, speaking of cocaine traffickers, Boston George died today. R.I.P. Really? to a real one. Yeah, well, he was. He died because of a broken heart when he found out about Bill and Melinda Gates, right? Yeah, he was 79, and in prison he got really into celebrity gossip. But while everyone else went for movie stars, he was hooked on billionaire romance. That's right. A lot of a lot of the inmates that he was locked up with turned to Islam, but uh, Boston George turned to Entertainment Tonight. And the reason... <laughs> 
he was so fixed on Bill and Melinda as a monogamous couple, both against polyamory in the Mormon world, in the Muslim world, and also in the Warren Buffett world. So he felt that the Gateses were a stalwart of a man-woman marriage. Wait a minute. Is Warren Buffett uh, have an open marriage? Dude, Warren Buffett is the OG polyamorous stand-up comic. Really? All these other clowns coming out here going to open mics talking about how they have an open marriage. Warren Buffett was going to Berkshire Hathaway, uh, you know, shareholder meetings saying he would never sell his stock and also not sell his wife after he got a new one. Warren <laughs> Buffett used to send out Christmas cards with him, his girlfriend, and his wife signed from all three of them. <laughs> is that true, Zach? Dude, this is true. This blew my mind. This came up and it wasn't just like snarky Twitter conspiracies. So I looked it up and it's very true. That Warren Buffett actually wholeheartedly fell, uh, had a situation with his wife, asked to have a girlfriend. She was cool with it, and the, he like lived in harmony with his wife and his girlfriend for like twenty years. And then his wife. Wow, died. that's oh, sick. I, wow. I so mean, wait, so Warren Buffett, he was like so much man, you know, that they needed more people to partake in him. He was kind of like a Warren Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> He had so much, he was just so much man that women could just line up at, say, 3 p.m. to try to get some of them before they switched over to the dinner prices. <laughs> That's Dude. a little buffet move for you guys. Go at like 2, 3 in the afternoon, and they'll start putting out the dinner items, and you can get them for the lunch prices. <laughs> That's a, that, um, Dude, I hate to do this, but I will anyways. I mean... Is it – there's allegations against Bill Gates about being on Epstein's Island. Is that – oh, oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were going to bring up Tim Allen allegations. No, no, no. Um, Is it true? This I don't have a – I don't know if it's true. It's so difficult. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know either way or not. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm not enough of a shill to get on here and defend a billionaire's you know, if, if it's not true, Bill Gates can defend himself. He doesn't need me to defend himself, you know? Do you think He's that... not going to need you to defend himself because he'll just turn on your microchip and you'll automatically start saying good things about him. <laughs> what is the point of even getting divorced if you're Bill and Melinda Gates? Like, like... Uh, well, the point is that it is a free society, you know? <laughs> they do have the right to leave each other, I would say. No one is forced to remain in the marriage i will say it's gonna cost bill a lot of dough it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me at that point just let it ride you know you guys are in your 60s you know it you're worth billions of dollars like what does danny devito and his wife famously what's his his wife is famous Rhea, she's Rhea carla perlman Rhea perlman yeah they let it ride Rhea perlman and her husband let it ride they're separated but they let it ride they didn't do the formal divorce yeah, they just yeah. I think when you get older, all that paperwork just sounds like it's such a pain in the butt, you know. Well, also, Bill's a digital guy. He shouldn't want to do the paperwork. He's gonna have to <laughs> doesn't want to use Microsoft Word. Clippy <laughs> is gonna fill out his divorce paperwork. Jack, do you think you'd be the perfect uh, relationship counselor for Bill and Melinda Gates? You could you could pitch them that idea that like, just don't get divorced. Just like do whatever you want, and then like never sign the paperwork. I mean, you already were seemingly doing whatever you wanted. Bill was out with his ex-girlfriend every year, <laughs> you know? 
It's like, yeah, I, I saw a news story headline about that. Is that he would like ha- he would go hang out with his girlfriend once he, his ex girlfriend once a year or something? I think he got married. A beach vacation. Yeah, it's so weird thinking about Bill Gates having sex. <laughs> but it's not that weird, dude. He's the richest man in the world. Obviously, people are interested. Yeah, but like I can't like. Do you think he likes to do it like doggy style? Probably. I bet he tries every style. You think he tries all the styles? You think he's done reverse cowgirl when he's on top? Yes, dude. You don't? <laughs> I think he. I think he probably does like uh, reverse clippy style. You know that little paper clip? Yeah, dude. I mentioned clippy a second ago. I don't think you heard it. I was so proud oh. of it. I said Clippy's going to fill out Bill Gates' divorce paperwork. Oh, damn, that is that, funny. I didn't hear that it. That is a good one, Zach. You did good. Sounds like you cut and pasted my joke, Jim. <laughs> it looks like you're trying to indict someone for joke thievery. Do you need help with this? <laughs> Sounds like my joke went to junk mail. Check your Microsoft Outlook. <laughs> I don't know if, if Bill Gates really goes to Pound Town in like a like a real like a real masculine man. You know who would be pissed about that? Mike in the new sh- in the not new show in the ten year old show Last Man Standing, the follow up to uh, a so I mean I don't know if it's beloved but a, a, a sitcom from my childhood, Home Improvement. It's pretty yeah. I'd well say received. Wilson is beloved. The idea of Wilson is funny. John? That gets some cred for Tool Time. Jason Gordon Love It? Is that is he in it? Jonathan uh, Taylor no, Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I mean Jonathan Taylor Thomas was an icon. He was, a, he was an icon. He was he was the he is like um the epitome of like the media darling of like this teenage boy is sexy. <laughs> right. He's a yeah, teen. And I, I hope I hope everything's okay with him. I hope he wasn't mistreated in Hollywood. No, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's doing, you know, I saw him on the street with, uh, <laughs> with those Anthony, Anthony Ham. Who's Anthony this? Weiner? No. <laughs> who, who is that? Uh... You're talking about the abused child star, Corey Ham. Corey Ham. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who committed suicide? <laughs> no, but I was trying to think of his friend, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Corey Feldman, they're in a band together. They play at AAA baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, uh, er, no, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, teen heartthrob, you know, um, pr- pretty big deal. Must have been tough to be the other boys. Um, Zachary, you- Zachary Ty Bryan was the older one. I remember that. I don't remember the little dork kid name. That's like what his name was, I feel like. They just called him dork. You know, <laughs> maybe. And you know, oh, let's everybody do your best, Tim Allen. <laughs> From, you know, he used to do that. That was like his line. All right, I'll do this my best. This is my Tim- best, Tim Allen. Okay. Excuse me, DEA. I'm invoking my Fifth Amendment right. That's actually not a good Tim <laughs> Allen. Yeah, the good Tim Allen would be like, yes, yes, Your Honor. These are the people I worked with. <laughs> Put them all away in prison for life. And let me go have a fabulous career in the entertainment industry. <laughs> That's a much better Tim Allen. <laughs> Which uh, I mean, this show, this episode of the show, it's it's a uh, it's a little hypocritical. I feel like because in this episode of Last Man Standing, Mike, who owns a Cabela's, basically an outdoor apparel and hunting store, he is going to do a deal with his son-in-law 
for to carry CBD in his stores, and the in the episode is rife with lame ass jokes about how uh, about how it's drugs and marijuana. When he was muling <laughs> cocaine <laughs> in huge quantities, dude, it it's so funny that Tim Allen like kind of has some. I don't want to talk about his politics. I don't think it's necessary. But he has some of a Bill Cosby like tendency to moralize and to talk down to young people and talk about society's loosening morals. In Tim Allen was a hardcore criminal. Not like a guy <laughs> who was just like smoked a little weed, like a man who was trafficking drugs. It, it's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, it is ten like moralizers tend to do bad things. Cosby also was doing a couple of bad things. That's a great. Oh, point. like when he tried when to buy NBC. <laughs> yeah. that That's what Tim Allen was doing with all the coke before cryptocurrency. <laughs> NBC was taking offers to buy it in cocaine. <laughs> uh, yeah, the show. This show is weird to me because I feel like every year for the last decade people have been talking about it. it's getting canceled because it's too right wing for television but then i just but this wasn't even right wing it was it this is also a decade old so it's it's survived like it's not actually been been threatened to be canceled Dude, well this show that's is actually so bad it's actually it not true be... that it has oh. not been threatened to be canceled because the show was originally on abc and it was canceled after six seasons but fox picked it up you know why? Because Fox is own Fox was owned by Rupert Murdoch, and so they want to they want to take care of their boy, their boy, their boy Tim Allen, who attended Donald J. Trump's inauguration. Did he? Yes, he did. Tim Allen did. Did he do time at the top? <laughs> he went up. Uh, he went up, and he called Rosie a fat pig, and Donald was furious that he stole his bid. <laughs> and Rogan Donald came on stage. He stole my joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joe Rogan came out and was about to kick his ass about his oh, Ari Shafir's who's going to build the wall joke. <laughs> Dude, it's so it's more people should talk about that. And we are the only people like keeping comedy history alive that that was about a who's going to build the wall joke. That's outrageous. <laughs> it's basically, you know, Trump actually did a better version of it. Who's going to build the wall? Mexico, you know, that's like, that's funnier. <laughs> and, yeah, Trump and they're going to pay Ari for Shafir. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that Trump actually liked the show Last Man Standing? No, it's it's really boring. And you know, I actually tell you exactly why Trump didn't like the show. Trump, like a lot of people have said, is like low class, whatever. He eats hamburgers. Say what you will about Trump. He might not be the most culture man in the world, but the man lives like a fast, exciting life. This show had every joke for Americans who live the most boring life in the world. One of the major plot points is laughing about Fitbit contests. Dude, they're making jokes about step counts. It's like, this is horrific. This is a bloodbath. They're talking about step counts, and that's a major part of the plot. I don't like yeah. that's embarrassing. I don't that's want disgusting. to be mad. I, I don't want to be mean, Zach, but I do feel like I could see you having a pretty long bit in your act about like Fitbits and step counts, and how you you kind of got an old style Fitbit. I don't know. I I and it would be funny because you're a funny man. You're not a writer for Last Man Standing, but I actually do see you <laughs> harping on Fitbits in your act in the future. 
I mean, but I don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So I, it's like, <laughs> if it is a hypothetical, I've had many opportunities to discuss the nuances of Fitbits, but I haven't. I've actually, I've actually invented a special kind of uh, wrist attachment that uh, will prevent you from getting skinnier and losing your calves while you walk. It's called a Fitbite. And it's basically like a, it's like a lunchbox that you attach to your wrist. And so if you're walking somewhere for an extended period, it beeps to let you know you need to start taking in more calories or else you'll end up a skinny little bitch. You've invented a tool to make sure you have a cal- caloric surplus every day. <laughs> I've actually invented a fit box. And what it does is for women uh, who maybe have larger boxes, it's, it's sort of a, a dangly piece off a bracelet that you can put that will make your pussy tighter. It's a fit box. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that that might. I mean, that might have been very funny, but your your like connection. We I, you, we lost you on the connection. No, I you, I didn't lose you. I heard you the whole time. Zach heard me the whole time. Oh, I what? did. I I lost you. Really? Yeah, yeah. But you, I, mean, I really John Paul. It was co- it was comedy gold on the level of who's gonna build the wall. <laughs> I, Zach, I didn't mean to offend. If I m- offended you with the Fitbit thing, I mean, I don't think you would... R- no, didn't- you didn't offend me with the Fitbit thing. You're not totally wrong. I could see myself discussing step counts, uh, but you know what? And so if you say that you could see me doing it, then that could be true. And so I've been able to see myself, see a white American family and Tim Allen's family, and see how boring <laughs> that, that that level of stability would be. Oh, you know what I mean? It's... Truly. What do you it's guys think about this? A, what do you guys think about this? A joke about a, a joke about a step count, but it's about when Dracula married my mom. <laughs> I, That's, that I like that. <laughs> Stepdad, step count, count Dracula. <laughs> yeah, That's so fucking good. stupid. <laughs> I like that. John Paul, if uh, if Count Dracula married your mom, who's gonna build the wall? <laughs> Dude, you know what I will say about Last Man Standing, you know, as much as we, you know, harp on it for its right wing shitty comedy, even though it's not, you know, it's not. No, it's not right wing. I'm not not cramping on it because it's right wing. No, no, okay. People do say it's right wing though, right? And they uh, say uh, Tim Allen is for sure. I think, I think, I think the, I think the comedy that I observe here is indicative of a lot of the 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 comedy elements that I associate with the right wing stuff, which is like, oh, someone's vegan, we better mock them, or someone right, uses a right. Fitbit, that's fucking gay, you know, all that stupid <laughs> stuff that, all this like stupid stuff that it says like that that trappings and the way society is changing is bad. I associate with right wing ideas, and so I consider. To it be fair, the Fitbit arc ended closest to in american contemporary politics an amish style moral which was that technology tries to help but ruins your life that's a direct line so i don't think it was necessarily right wing but it was definitely sympathetic to the amish viewpoint that's true so maybe it's more maybe it's more just anti-income tax than anything and that was the best part of the show when levi showed up and blew up the entire house (laughs) Dude, Lebanon Levi would have been a great guest star. <laughs> um, but wait, we to be fair to Last Man Standing, 
they did have a plus size actress, and they didn't <laughs> once bring it up. <laughs> Dude, true. I knew you were gonna say that, and it's it's actually not like a crazy thing. It jumps out. I'll it, say that it does jump. It out. jumps she, out, the and they lead, don't make it jump out. They don't mention it at all. Right. The lead actress is is a, a plus size actress, and it's not a, a main point. And she's actually married to a, a short king. And, uh, and <laughs> you thought her husband was short? Dude, he was like 6'3". He was shorter than her. Uh, no. Oh, she was? Well, well, he he came off short because he was like a pussy vegan, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. this is uh, this is Mike's daughter who helps him run Outdoor Man, which is, which is like a Cabela's. Have you guys ever been to one of these, like, Cabela's or, like, outdoor, outdoor stores? Cabela's is great. I haven't been, no. It I is stand fun to by walk Cabela's. Around. You walk around, you, like, look at the guns, and you look at the tents, and you, like, think about how you could buy all this stuff, and you could just, you know, escape the grid, and you could, like, live in one with nature and stuff like that. How yeah. you could spend tens of thousands of dollars to get away from the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the idea, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the outdoor man, like, I, the idea that he runs, uh, you know, a, like a, what are they called? I guess like a, an outdoor store. What is, what a sporting goods store? A sporting goods store. It's just super uninteresting. And you know what sucked about it, too? It didn't take place in the store. Which would have been interesting to me because the outdoor store, there could be a lot of fun things in there. Oh, oh, Johnny reached over and grabbed the shotgun out from behind the glass. Now we got a real problem, right? Like, that's <laughs> that's fun. You Instead, think like, it a takes, good, like an active shooter situation would make for like a fun episode? <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I mean, something ripped from the headlines, right? Instead, yeah, well, there's a that. lot ripped from the headlines, dude. Gronkowski and Tom Brady's oh, drunkenness. I hated that. Case. But wait. Oh. What I'm trying to say is like it said the the idea of the show is he owns this cool outdoor store, right? The show takes place in the office of the outdoor show of the outdoor store, which is like not fun, you know? It's just a, t- a standard office. I thought that was a very bad choice, you know? <laughs> it doesn't make this, any sense. Like what's the I'm point sh- of it being an outdoor facility or whatever if everything's in the office because he's a small businessman but he's not an accountant you know what i mean he uses his mind but to sell things to people who work with their hands it does relate to the true american real man right-wing ethos yeah although you can be a left-wing outdoorsman or a left-wing outdoors woman <laughs> or a right-wing outdoors woman. All those things Ooh, are possible. Now that sounds that sounds like a Sarah Palin-esque kind of character. I, yeah, shooting I, halibut from helicopters. I love an out, a, a right-wing outdoors woman is kind of a, a turn-on for me. I, yeah, I, there's I can something, understand that. There's something very intimidating with a woman who can like shoot a bow, you know, and just take down a wildebeest. That's like, whew, damn, in camouflage and a pink hat. Pink camo? Come on now. That's Jack, crazy. did you meet any hunters when you were up in the bush? <laughs> I mean, all those guys are like, they can hunt. Yes. Did they take you out at all? It's turkey season right now in Massachusetts, if anyone wants to come. I don't, and make sure you have a license, obviously. But. 
Also, uh, if you're walking around the nature paths of Situate on any day other than Sunday, make sure to wear blaze orange so you don't get shot in the head while out for a nature walk. <laughs> Have you been wearing an orange vest? No, I wear an orange hat sometimes, though. It is, like, legitimate. I mean, this is hilarious. These Situate walking paths are tiny. Like, it'll take you 15 minutes to walk the whole thing. One of them is directly next to a gun range. It, you're taking on fire as you walk through it. And there's a deer blind set up. Like, you can hunt. You are allowed to hunt and shoot at turkeys. And turkeys are one of the most famous ones for people that, like, accidentally shoot people. Because turkeys are very colorful, including with, like, blue in colors that humans could possibly wear, be wearing for clothing. Yeah. Really? Oh, Yeah. But I support hunting. I mean, hunting licenses are going down and down every year. I think two years ago was the first year we had less than one million. But I like—I don't like factory farm meat. If I mean, if you want to take me turkey hunting, I'll go with you. But I would have to pray over the dead turkey. I feel like I would have to do that. <laughs> could you could you train Henry to fetch the dead turkey and bring it to you? No, I think he's not quite the breed for that. Mm. <laughs> Dude, that would be, I would, yeah, it's traumatic. I shot a, a goat once, and it was very traumatic. Really? Why'd you shoot a goat? Was it when in I bed was... with your girlfriend? <laughs> she had the fit box on. <laughs> of course, not your current girlfriend, but a fictional p- girlfriend from your past. But you were just yeah, so full Devin, of rage, your you shot. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I shot the goat in Australia with the farmers and they skinned it and they wa- like showed me how to do it. The, when they did the the um the cow, it was like it was horrible. Honestly, I really didn't like it at all. It was like the the, did the goat were, did the goat beg be for its life? Everyone, what? <laughs> <laughs> like you weren't there on an exchange. You were just a bartender in the bush, right? And yeah. they're like, well, this guy has got to shoot a goat. Yeah, I mean, they wanted to show me what their day-to-day was like, and so they showed me how to shoot a goat. And then they talked about how they didn't understand why America didn't just nuke the whole Middle East. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know what I would have done, Jack, to, to assuage your guilt? I would have I shown you flight logs that showed the goat was on Epstein's plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but w- the goat was underage, so I would feel even worse. <laughs> <laughs> you're ex- you're putting a victim of Epstein out of his mercy, out of her mercy, Hoofy, <laughs> Hoofy the goat, Hoofy the goat who was on Epstein's plane that Bill that Hillary Clinton did terrible things to. Well, when I met the goat, uh, the goat said that it was the Hillary Clinton stuff wasn't nearly half as bad as Matt Groening's feet. That was the real problem. <laughs> oh God, that's such a dis- that's such a disturbing tidbit. <laughs> Not that Matt Groening has gross feet that teenage girls massaged. Ooh, gross. Um, you know what? Tim Allen's right. Hollywood is a cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- so, so last man standing. So it does have a chubby, uh, a chubby woman involved, which I thought was interesting. And the whole crux of the episode is that she needs to make a deal, and she doesn't want her husband to go easy on her. And then. Her husband lets her go easy on her or something, right? Yeah, her husband does go easy on her. There's a security guard who has intel from another competitor's security guard that that store has offered a cheaper deal to the cannabis company, the CBD company. The jokes are so bad, dude. The marijuana jokes. It's constant. There's like one guy who is a famous actor. 
He's from Princess Diaries, and I forget his name, but he's he the plays, older guy. Yeah, he's the older guy. He's pretty famous, and his whole thing is like every time he can bring up Vietnam, he brings it up, and um, <laughs> he's just like, "Oh, we used to smoke weed in Vietnam," and then everybody's like, rah, 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 rah. "That's so hilarious." <laughs> Yeah, they can't wrap their minds around the idea that, like, this formerly illicit drug is now being used for, like, totally normal stuff, like CBD oil to soothe aches and pains, and for Zach to get rich off of. No, I think they can. I think they're just, like, kidding around. Like, he's just mocking his son-in-law for being a doobie smoker. But again, he does it too much. It does become annoying. Yeah, no, I don't... They are like mocking. Hey man, he's doing like this zonked out stoner stuff. Yeah, Zach, how is this? How are the CBD stocks going, dude? I'm in on Doge. I flipped my stuff to currency. I've lost a few hundred dollars on Coinbase, which was not a great IPO, but I'm way up on Doge. How so much I got are the Doge coin. Doge? Let's check in on it right now. Oh, right, live I have, updates. Uh, I have four thousand Doge coins. I'm up a thousand dollars in my Doge holdings. And then I got a little Bitcoin, a little Ethereum. I still have the doobies, but I'm losing on the doobies. I have a doobie ETF, which is not great. Instead of buying single doobie stocks, which is more risk, but more upside. I just picture single doobie stocks as like single rolled spliffs. Joints, yeah. (laughs) It's a stock certificate, but rolled into a nice, convenient, smokable package. So I've actually, have you guys had any experience with like uh, disagreements with your wife and and then having business to, like, disagreements with my wife? Yeah, I actually have. Well, I was wild. the CEO of a company called Work From Home Solutions. Work From Home Solutions would provide uh, other companies with 25 work from home office workers who would fill bullshit jobs answering three <laughs> to four emails a day. These jobs had no function, but they would help embezzling executives pad their payrolls to hide said crimes from the IRS. How it would work is they would pay me for 25 jobs that I would have on the books. I would then refund them 20 jobs salary in Amazon gift cards. I was getting rich and COVID was taking its toll on billionaires. As I was approaching billionaire status, I was getting worried for my marriage. I saw how Melinda and Bill divorced, and I wanted to avoid divorce, Warren Buffett style, using polyamory. I was not interested in any other women. I was married to my work. My wife was just a lover. But my wife was also a famously bad cook. So I asked her to take a boyfriend. I wanted my wife to get a boyfriend so that she could start dating a local chef who would hopefully cook better and fill our home with delicious scent smells and companionship for my wife. My wife and I went around town to various restaurants and would ask to see the chef. Expecting a hefty tip, the chef would promptly come out and my wife and I would offer him to date my wife. Unfortunately, my wife was not particularly attractive. Most people were deeply turned off on this. And after an article in the Worcester Telegram about my seedy ways, I lost my business. Uh. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So wait, you you would your what happened to your company? It got, well, it my got... company, it was just like no one wanted to hire me anymore because as a CEO, I was so toxic. Oh, I got you. You know what I mean? It was just bad PR. It was like a bad tweet from Elon. (laughs) It's interesting that you had that experience because I also had like a business deal with my wife that kind of went awry. 
Uh, what happened? Yeah. It wasn't long after divorce that I started dating and married Melinda Gates. We had a whirlwind romance. <laughs> we met at a car wash where Melinda was having one of her Lamborghinis detailed, and I had just woken up from a long nap under a tree to several police officers wanting to know what business I had there. I was panicking when Melinda Gates walked over and straightened the situation out for me. I told her thank you and that I would like to take her out for a delicious meal to say thanks. She met me later that night, and I used my hot plate into my van to make us some macaroni and cheese, which we shared. One thing led to another, and we ended up having sex. Belinda thought it was exhilarating to make love in a van, and started asking for it all the time. And I was very aware that Melinda was about to be one of the richest divorcees in human history. So one night, mid-coitus, I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. Life married to Melinda Gates was pretty great. I had it all. Security, comfort, and a temperature-controlled super garage to park my van in. But I knew that Melinda's wealth could be put to use in a smart way. So one fateful afternoon after we made love, I came to Melinda with a business proposition and she happily agreed. Melinda agreed to invest almost the entirety of her wealth into my new idea, MoviePass 2.0. I knew, that, I knew that movie theaters appeared to be on the rocks with COVID, so I was able to acquire the intellectual property for dirt cheap, and so we launched MoviePass 2.0 in June of 2021. I had funneled millions upon millions of dollars of Melinda's money into infrastructure, employees, offices, headquarters, and a huge media advertising campaign. But once the site launched on June 1st, I was quickly flooded with complaints about people who had purchased MoviePass but could not see any films as many theaters were still closed due to COVID and I had not foreseen this. Melinda was upset that I had not seen this very obvious issue with MoviePass 2.0, but I showed her that everything would be fine, that a brand new Space Jam movie was about to debut soon starring LeBron James, and that would surely bring millions of people back to the theaters and we would be swimming in dough. I was shocked and dismayed, though, when I saw the media reaction to the redesign of the character Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny in the original Space Jam had had large breasts and a big ass, but the new Lola Bunny design had a smaller bust size and was thinner with a flat ass. This move was box office poison, as millions of furries and hundreds of millions of non-furries, but people who had maybe checked out a furry picture in the middle of a jack session, were now no longer interested in seeing the movie. MoviePass 2.0 was now truly hopeless. MoviePass 2.0 began to hemorrhage billions of dollars. As I was forced to pay enormous amounts of restitution to upset patrons, and we were forced to settle costly lawsuits. We may have been draining Melinda's bank accounts dry, but my balls were a different story. As looking over the balance sheets of MoviePass 2.0 quickly knocked Melinda out of the mood, and we had not made love in weeks. I was, already to, I was ready to present Melinda with a new investment opportunity that would dig us out of the hole, but I was shocked when Melinda told me instead that she wanted a divorce. She said that the stress of hemorrhaging her fortune was taking a toll on her, and that she thought my penis was a little large for her taste, so she had sought out a new man. A man from an area of Massachusetts where the penises were known to be small and very oh sexy. Oh my god. And this guy was an investment wizard. He would take advice from only the most salient and prudent investors on Reddit. She wouldn't tell me his name, but she said that he was Portuguese-American and that he often <laughs> talked about the political leanings of the penises he saw at various bathhouses. I was devastated, but still had my investment opportunity. Once my divorce to Melinda was finalized, I had a small fortune of my own to invest in a new venture that would surely change the world. I made a big splash at a news conference when I announced Quibi 2.0. 
Well, yeah, well, you and Melinda would be good together. I, I think agree. So. I think I could show her. Uh, I think I could show her how a real man like Tim Allen likes to have sex. <laughs> Jack, were you just typing up the rest of your exercise? Not at all. You <laughs> can hear the clickety clack. <laughs> I had like two sentences to go. <laughs> then you must use big words because it sounded about four hundred uh, different. No, words. no, I literally, I was. I've had a long week, work a week, whatever. You know what? <laughs> Let's go for it. Whatever. I had turned 34, and me and my wife had stopped engaging in sexual activity. I had participated <laughs> in no-fat pregnancy and enjoyed denying myself sex so much that I continued it for three years after our first was born. My wife began to beg me for the salami. I told her no pecoroni for you, capiche? <laughs> She told me she would consider leaving me for a man she had met at a leather daddy bar named Vito. I told him, I, I told her, I said, that guy's a friggin' fanook. <laughs> she said, you're the fanook. You don't even have sex with me. I told her being in control of your urges was extremely sexual and she should try it. <laughs> at that moment, she began to cry and her breast started lactating. I said, see? See what I mean? She said, Vito appreciated her milk and made fettuccine alfredo with it oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she Man, told this is crazy she told me she would no longer wash my adidas jumpsuit i told her there was no way she was being honest she then took down my scarface poster and ripped it in half i screamed what the fuck you being a wise guy she screamed Vito made me feel something <laughs> <laughs> and I punched a hole in the wall. Wow. I went to I went to Vito's house to fight him when he asked me if I wanted to relax in the Trapini. <laughs> when I was in there, I was so relaxed, I started to feel a twinge in my pants. I had worn my pants inside the Trapini because I did not want to have any sexual temptation. Unfortunately, my penis... <laughs> It got so hard that it broke through my chinos. <laughs> At that moment, Vito was standing up to grab a towel for me. Unfortunately, the ground was slippery in the drapini. Oh, he no. <laughs> he slipped and fell with his mouth wide open onto my hard penis, which made me come immediately. I ended up going home in shame and leaving my wife for Vito. <laughs> Damn, dude. I got to say, that didn't sound like there was a business deal in there at all. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even related to being a businessman. It was dude, just uh, it was just a loveless marriage where you fled it to have sex with a man named Vito. No, the idea was... We, my wife, we had to work out a deal about me having sex with her. But not a business deal, <laughs> just an interpersonal deal. Well, you know. Hey, you, you know. know what? If that's what happened to you, that's what happened to you. So that's your, that's your truth. <laughs> that's what happened, that's what happened. Uh, but I do want to ask, though, it was Vito still able to make that Alfredo with your wife's breast milk after you guys, after you guys split up? Unfortunately, my wife uh, was would no longer lactate for v Vito after that. It's a true shame, because that was the bomb. <laughs>
Damn, I'm sweaty as hell. I'm also doing this in my car right now. Why? What's going on in the car? Well, I got out of work at like 6.30 and I figured, you know what? If I... I'll just go sit in the parking lot. If I leave at 6.30, I'm going to be in traffic for hours. Right, so, right. So, so figured, we got a lot of fellas. Just There's an uptick <laughs> in uh, New York City podcasting from the car right now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think that free street parking is an unfair like benefit to car owners, but they underestimate how essential it is to the podcast industry. Yeah, and that brings in that, that brings in way more money than anything else in, in New York City is podcasting. Well, let's do, uh, why don't we do a meme minute about uh, The Last Man Standing? Yeah, absolutely. Meme minute for Last Man Standing? Sounds good. Okay, I got one. So one of the, the only times politics is referenced is Al Gore is referenced twice as being like a weed-smoking dummy. So uh, <laughs> my meme is Al Gore on that, that chairlift thing that he used as an inconvenient truth. You know that meme where Al Gore is up in the chairlift? Yeah. Not the chairlift, like the thing that goes up in the air. You know what I'm talking about? Like a gondola? No, you know like the thing that he like, he's on a platform and it raises itself up, like almost like a crane. Okay. Chris Player will know what I'm talking about. So Al Gore (laughs) is up on that stepladder thing and the meme just says, I'm Al Gore. I'm so high. Oh, okay. Okay. That's clever. All right. Juicy hands. The guy behind the okay. tree with the juicy hands. <laughs> okay. the, the guy behind the tree with the juicy hands is Elon Musk. What is mm-hmm. he salivating over? Melinda Gates, newly single. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Let's see here. Um, rock, AOC in the SUV. Rock driving. AOC, so glad you come with me to Outdoor Man. AOC... Huh, I don't know this Jewish fella outdoorman. Is he a friend of yours? <laughs> I like that one a lot. That's pretty stupid, but it's something. No, that's good. That was good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's think about it. Let's think about it. This is kind of a difficult one. Um, Ooh, I got it. I got it. Uh, yeah. Black power fist, white power fist. All right. What Black power fist? is Takeshi 69. White Power Fist is Tim Allen. What are they coming together over? Informing to get out of federal prison. Nice, dude. You know what? I got another one like that. Uh Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Takeshi 69 okay. is point is one of the Spider-Mans. The other Spider-Man is Tim Allen. <laughs> uh Black Black Power Fist, Whitey Bulger. White Power Fist Tim Allen. What are they coming over together over? Snitching while wearing Santa Claus beards. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. They both did have those big white beards. I definitely like that. Um, Lisa making a point. Lisa okay. making a point. But it's Tim Allen's head is photoshopped onto it. Uh, and it says... Fitbits are a huge problem in modern society and should be outlawed. I like that. Um, okay, what about the 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 cute little airplane flying away from all the bombs being dropped? <laughs> yes, with a big smile. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this would be the bombs being dropped 
are the Fox programming, and it's just like Hannity and Tucker Carlson and, you know, Fox News. They're like all these right-wing psychos, and the plane is last man standing just dropping little jokes about CBD oil. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Because it's like, because the idea would be like, it's ruining society. Fox is ruining society, but one of their programs is this stupid ass show. Um, uh, disaster girl, girl in front of the dis- girl Ooh. in front of the burning building. NFT, big time. Yeah, Ooh. the girl in front of the bur- the burning building. Burning building is uh, the burning building is um, last man standing canceled on ABC. The girl smiling. The libs who were who caused AB, who caused ABC to cancel Tim Allen. Nice. Yeah. What about what? Uh, and it, uh, disaster girl. The fire is um. The fire is your your the writer the 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 head writer saying, uh, we need to get some marijuana jokes into the script, and the 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 girl with the smile on her face is the one of the writers. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. I liked it. I actually liked that a lot. I think that was really good. Like they want to put in the jokes, but the jokes are like how, like a house fire. They're so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just like how many can I fit in here? She's evil. Um, <laughs> let's let's do a let's do a a, a Deepak Chopra. Okay. Well, yeah. before we do a Deepak Chopra, we've been talking all about the the sort of business deal that goes down between. Mike's daughter and his son-in-law. And in this clip from the show, we can actually hear what Mike thinks about the fact that this guy, he thinks, went too easy on his daughter. That was a weird sentence, but here's a clip. Howdy, new partner. (laughs) Sorry, I know we're not really partners. I'm just the supplier, but to me, it's just so much deeper than that. When I For the love of God, stop. (laughs) Uh, You wanted to see me? I want to talk about this business deal we just made to ask you just one question. Okay, what's up? Why didn't you screw over my daughter? Why would I do... You know I'm her husband, right? Yeah, but it, any husband who really respected his wife would have torn her to pieces in that meeting. Sorry, I'm confused. Can I come in again? No, 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 no. I, I know you got a better deal with Ultrasports, and you went for a worse deal just because you love your wife. You make me sick. Okay, I did. Ah, Chuck said you were in here. Did you come to cut your price even more? You make me sick. <laughs> okay, hold on. You both think I took it easy on you because I love you? No. I mean, yes, I do love you, but like, not that much. Okay, what happened? You offered a solid price point, and my CEO wants our product in our doorman. For us to give up a few points, to me, it's worth it. So what I'm hearing is you both made a good deal and delivered for your bosses. I guess we did. Babe, I love you. And I respect the hell out of you and would tear you to pieces in a meeting anytime. Mm. <laughs> Not if I tore you to pieces first. Oh, well, your office. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, enough of the pillow talk, okay? Listen, I'm gonna talk to my future CEO for a second. Okay. Thanks, honey. Love you. See ya. Okay. Okay, what's your Deepak Chopra? What's something you liked about this show? I, you, well, I do want to say about the clip. I mean, 
it is funny out of like out of context from the show it does sort of sound like he's just telling her like he's got to give it to her harder <laughs> <laughs> yeah why didn't you screw my daughter <laughs> uh my deepak chopra moment would have been um ah uh, dude that's a really tough one my uh, deepak chopra moment my deepak chopra moment was uh a show that, even though people say it's right wing, stridently fought against ageism. We have a Vietnam veteran still in the workplace, which might be an empowering message of how you can continue to do what you love long into your life, or it could be a damning indictment of the social safety net in our society that a nine that a man who's who clearly in his eighties still has to work at an, a sporting goods store to make it work. I actually have a debug joke moment that. A lot of times with my Deepak Chopra moment, I'm reaching for something I liked about the show. And even that, I didn't like. This I liked a lot. The show ends after the final commercial break with basically a 90-second monologue, which is responding to current events. It's similar to an Andy Rooney spot. And it's framed as Mike's web show as a small business owner. There are ads for various products, including the CBD. It's set up as a website. I actually thought it was close to brilliant hmm. because it's low rent, because it's low budget, and because it's something that happens now. That is true, dude. I'm like in a few cigar groups on Facebook where people have legit pokey, like rinky-dink little tiny web shows that like 850 people watch in a year from their <laughs> store screaming about their products. That's real. And I've never seen anything like that depicted. I thought that was very fascinating. Hmm, nice. That is cool. Um, my Deepak Chopra moment would actually be, um, I guess I'll I'll just bring it up as Deepak Chopra. I love to, you know, any reference to Tom Brady's greatness, I do appreciate. Even <laughs> though sometimes when the point of reference or the person making the, the, the reference is somebody I don't dis, like, I dislike, I still, you know, real recognize real. And so I was grateful to hear somebody saying how awesome Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski were. Real recognize real, which is, you know, the true real, the true greatness is sobriety. And Tom's a drunk, as noted by this uh, monologue. So he's not on the great list for me. And Tim Allen's been sober since 1997. Really? Oh, then he can do no wrong. I love this show. <laughs> this is a great show, and we recommend it for everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's do a role play. I'll be uh, I'll be Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I will be Wilson, oh, and I'll okay. be I'll be Tim I'll be Tim Allen. Okay, sounds good. <gasps> hey boys, uh, I was just coming out to change the uh, refrigerator coolant. Why didn't you have me on the show? Yeah. Well, that's why we're both here. Why didn't you have me on the show? That's why we're both here, Tim. You got this brand new show. It's doing so good. Neither of us are getting any work for the last decade. You know that. You know that. Okay. What was your problem, man? Wilson, you know, we couldn't couldn't hide your face anymore. With the internet the way it is, it was going to be impossible to hide your face. And you know that thing's ghastly. And let's be honest, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You also, you know, you turned 18 and it's now you're gross. You know, like nobody wants to look at you anymore. You're no longer a heartthrob. 
you you're kind of short and squirrely. You know, you two were the past, right? We're what moving the hell, on with man? the future. We're getting into CBD, boys. I I mean, it's just I was your neighbor for thirty years, and I was your son, dude. You guys are past your prime. I'm still headed into my prime because I'm a sober man. And no, so- because you're a snitch for the U.S. government. Yeah. How would you like it if I told them everything I saw over that fence? What You didn't see anything. What did you see? I saw you violate water bans. Huh? <laughs> you were watering that lawn like you were some kind of water addict. Okay, I don't like the way you, you talk about me and my wife's uh, kinks. Okay? A little water play never hurt. <laughs> All right, Dad, and, that's and what disgusting. We, hey, Jonathan, this that was what we did back in the day. We couldn't have sex upstairs in the bedroom. You guys were always in there. You were always crying. So I had to bring her out back. And Why do you think you I know. was crying, Dad? I was being abused by Hollywood pedophile elites. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I couldn't see that over the fence, just for the record. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, Wilson. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you saw, but you just decided to keep your mouth under the under the eye line <laughs> of the fence like you always do. Yeah, that's classic. You because you wanted that check to keep coming in. Wilson, much like Cosby, everybody knew. Everyone knew. <laughs> everyone knew, Wilson. And so, really, Wilson, what do you have to say for yourself for keeping hey, shut no, for all no, these years? No, no, I'm not even a witness. Uh, I'm, I'm, hey, do you have any contacts in the U.S. government that I could snitch to? I know, I've got a couple. I need to talk to someone at the FBI. Here's the FBI agent, full-body inspector, Lee Wei. Oh, I meant a full-blooded <laughs> Italian. Oh, oh here's Vito Corleone. He actually, Vito Corleone is very big in the FBI. He's not only a full-blooded Italian, he's also a part-time full-body inspector. <laughs> who, wants to, who wants to fucking rad? Who wants to fucking rad? Who wants to fucking rat someone out? <laughs> somebody rat somebody fucking out. Hey, knock, knock, knock. Somebody get to the fucking door. Get Who's the fucking there? door. It's me, Johnny Cakes. I miss you. Come home. Come home. I'm going to kill everybody here because of my own self-fucking hatred. And they're going to hit the Japini. <laughs> bang, 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 Everyone's fucking dead now. I shot and killed everybody here. I'm going to take a fucking shower and get fucking back to my life. Well, Bugs is going back into the bush. Wilson's going back under the fence. <laughs> What do you guys give Last Man Standing, although we, you know, not the finale? 2.1 horrific multicam uh, sitcom that was so bad, every actor was horrible except Ryan was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I give it a one. It's true. It's almost unwatchable. Wow. I, uh, I'll i give it a three. I think it's, uh, I think it's bad. It's on the bad side of broadcast sitcoms but not uh there was there's some value there stick it to the libs everybody good night america good night ori